Welcome to California Now, a podcast produced by Visit California. I'm Satirius Johnson. This episode is all about a truly magical part of the Golden State, Sonoma County. You'll find world-class cuisine there, epic hiking, kayaking, trip-worthy craft beer, and of course, vineyards. Even though there's 400 wineries in Sonoma County, there are not a lot of them that have wine caves. If you've never been to wine country and it's one of your bucket list kind of items, people really enjoy getting into a cave. We'll also talk with the chef and head farmer of Single Thread, a three Michelin star restaurant that helped put the region on the culinary map. Kyle and Katina Connaughton have lots of Sonoma suggestions to share. Must visits are the redwoods and the ocean, and of course the rolling hills of vineyards are truly stunning, but uh, don't try and cram it all in in one day. There's just too much to see. And who better to get the pulse of small-town Sonoma County than the owner of a barber shop in downtown Petaluma? It's all coming up on California Now. According to the latest tally, there are now more than 425 wineries in Sonoma County, which makes the region a true paradise for wine lovers and a bit of a challenge for travelers planning a trip to the region. To help make sense of it all, we're going to talk to Beth Costa from The Wine Road about one specific wine region within the county, the Alexander Valley. This appellation straddles the Russian River in northeast Sonoma County and is producing some highly acclaimed wines. Welcome to California Now, Beth. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks. We're excited to have you. So, you know, before we start exploring the Alexander Valley in detail, it probably makes sense to establish that Sonoma County is a massive place with all sorts of microclimates. Is is that a fair assessment? Yeah, we take, uh, I've taken guests out to the Russian River and do a little Pinot tasting in the morning and it's freezing. We make sure everybody, you know, has sweatshirts on. And by the time you leave there and you drive out to the Dry Creek Valley, it's 20 degrees or more difference. It's really dramatically different. That is really cool. So where exactly is the Alexander Valley and, and what are its defining characteristics? So the Alexander Valley is really just east of the town of Healdsburg. So that's about 60 miles or so north of San Francisco. If you head up 101, once you pass the Golden Gate Bridge, uh, it's about an hour and a half. That's a beautiful valley floor and then a lot of hillside planting as well out in Alexander Valley. What's the signature grape in the Alexander Valley? Cabernet. Absolutely, for sure. Cabernet, they've, you know, kind of put their stake in the ground with Cabernet. And most of the producers will have other wines as well, but they really are known for their Cabernet. Okay, so so let's say I'm planning a three-day visit to the area. I'd really love some guidance on, on where to stay, which wineries to visit, maybe what some good food options are, and, and some, some ideas maybe to get some, some retail therapy worked in as well. So let's start with lodging. Would you say like Healdsburg is a good base camp to start from? Yeah, Healdsburg is beautiful in that you can do some bed and breakfasts that are within walking distance to restaurants, or there's more um, upscale hotels. There's also sort of at the um, southern end of town, there's some uh, really cute sort of retro old school motels. So whatever your price point that you're looking for or whatever your style is that you like, you can definitely find it in Healdsburg for lodgings. There's also... um, if you went a little bit north of Healdsburg, maybe about 15 miles, the little town of Geyserville, there's a beautiful uh, little hotel there, the Geyserville Inn. And what I love about the Geyserville Inn, it's you know just your 
nice little modern hotel, but it's really literally surrounded by vineyards. So you really feel like you're staying out in the country. So what are what are a few of the, the can't-miss wineries that I need to make a top priority, the kind of places that, that really capture the spirit of this part of California? Well, what I like to do is I like to head out uh, Highway 128 and start at Alexander Valley Vineyards. And what they do is they do a great cave tour. There are not a ton of wineries, even though there's 400 wineries in Sonoma County, there are not a lot of them that have wine caves. If you've never been to wine country and it's one of your bucket list kind of items, people really enjoy getting into a cave. And when you walk in there, it's cold. You have to be sort of prepared for that. Make sure you do have a little jacket, even if you're here in the summer and it's, you know, 90 degrees. When you get into the cave, it's cold. And it's just barrels and barrels and barrels of wine aging. So you just smell the wine. It smells great. It's just a fun little tour if you can get in there. So so where are we, where are we going next? After that, I would head down to Silver Oak. And a lot of people are familiar with Silver Oak Cellars. They really just make Cabernet, and they've been doing it for years. It's really an incredibly well-made wine. The winery that they have in Alexander Valley is brand new. They opened this particular winery about a year ago, and they offer a really nice variety of um, tasting experiences. So if you don't have a reservation and you just want to walk into the tasting room and taste some Cabernet, you're welcome to do that. It's just nestled right in the vineyards also and lots of glass walls looking out so the view is beautiful. Or you could plan ahead a little bit, call Silver Oak and have one of their seated food and wine pairings, which is really a beautiful experience. You go into a little smaller private room, a little private dining room and sit and you know have your food pairing. And even those rooms are designed with big glass walls. So while you're sitting there, you're looking out over the vineyards. It's really a beautiful property. Oh, it sounds it. And I think it's such a wonderful way to to spend an afternoon, uh, you know, tasting wine, looking out over beautiful views of vineyards and rolling hills. I mean, there's really no better way to spend some time. It's it's totally relaxing. And what we try to tell customers to do is to make sure you're doing a lot of different experiences. So you do the cave tour first, and then you're going to do this uh, seated food and wine pairing, which is an entirely different experience. And then from there, I would probably head out a little farther uh, north up through Alexander Valley, and I would go to the Robert Young Estate Winery. And they also just built a brand new uh, tasting area. It's called the Scion House. So this is a new addition. You drive up this hill that overlooks the valley that is just absolutely spectacular. And they've really, they've built it with visitors in mind, with these beautiful Adirondack chairs so you can sit up there and just, you know, sip some wine and look out over the valley and really just enjoy the whole experience. All right. So so let's say I, I spent the afternoon having a wonderful wine tasting, uh, overlooking beautiful, you know, vineyards, and I want to go somewhere really nice for dinner, let's say in Healdsburg. Where should I go? Well, I like to hit up Willie's Seafood. And, you know, I've been wine tasting all day, so maybe I would have one of their fancy cocktails. You know, that's an option. (laughs) (laughs) Cocktails are always an option. So Willie's is just right off of the town square. And it's a really beautiful uh, restaurant with great seafood options. I also like uh, Bocce. Bocce is right on the main street, Healdsburg Avenue. And uh, what's fun about Bocce to me is I feel like it's a 
really nice restaurant, but it's kind of also a locals hangout. And when you go in there, there's a small little bar where you can also have, you know, the full restaurant service um, menu at the bar. And I find that oftentimes there's lots of winemakers there. And I'm thinking, you know, they didn't make a reservation. They showed up at the last minute, so they got to sit at the bar. And and mm-hmm. it's just a fun place to visit with people. If, yeah, when I go there, I feel like there's always a lot of locals. It's fun. Great menu. Is it safe to assume that bocce is Italian cuisine? Yes. I really love all of their pasta dishes. And I find that I go and get the same thing all the time. And then if you, you know, families can go there. They also make great pizzas, big wood-fired oven pizzas that are delicious. So that's like sort of a family favorite to go and have that. Uh, the short ribs, my husband just cannot not have the short ribs if we go to bocce. So that's <laughs> the problem. You get these favorites when you go to restaurants and you want to experiment with other things. But... You know, right. you go with your favorite. <laughs> Another option, if you didn't go into Healdsburg, there's so many great restaurants, it's hard to narrow them down. If you wanted to go to a little smaller spot, if you were staying maybe in Geyserville, if you were booked at the Geyserville Inn, you could walk down to Catelli's, another Italian restaurant. If you go to Catelli's, it's, uh, I'm telling you, you really need to have the lasagna because they mm-hmm. make it fresh every day, fresh pasta. It's 10 thin layers of fresh pasta. I mean, it's indescribably good. <laughs> so let's say the next day I'm looking to do some shopping and maybe throw in a casual lunch. Where would you send me? If you're in Healdsburg for just a real casual lunch, I think that we have a couple of great Mexican restaurants that I love to go to. El Farlito and El Sombrero are both great. If you want something a little uh, fancier, I love to go to Bravas. If the weather's nice, you can sit out on their back patio. They have a cool bar outside, sort of a funky tiki bar looking thing out in the backyard, but it's fun. So Bravas is excellent. And they have such a huge little, um, it's little tapas. So it's really things that you want to get and share. And it's fun to then pick out five or six different things, even if there's just two of you and just share all these different things. Bravas is a good, good spot. What about shopping? What, what kind of shopping do we not want to miss out on? Well, if you were in Healdsburg, there's Mr. Moon's. Mr. Moon's is just this eclectic little gift shop that has cute little clothing items and jewelry and kids' clothes and little toys. And if you need little gifty things, you definitely want to hit up Mr. Moon's. I think what's nice about walking around the Healdsburg Square is that there's a bookstore, then there's a gift store, then there's a clothing store, then there's the Mr. Moons, then there's the Flying Goat Coffee. Every little door is something fun to discover. So what's one more winery, one that has maybe some special quality to it that that makes it instantly memorable? Without even a second thought, I'd have to say Francis Ford Coppola. It's right in uh, the town of Geyserville. And it is, like the name says, owned by the director, Francis Ford Coppola. And this is a really incredibly beautiful property. Uh, He bought this winery, um, I want to think maybe about 10 years ago, and did some remodeling to the property. And uh, what's cool is he put in a swimming pool. And I have to say, when he put in the pool, (laughs) I was there on a tour with the, the general manager at the time, and they were still, you know, remodeling and putting in this pool. And in my mind, I was thinking, who is going to ever come to this pool? I mean, who goes wine tasting? Right. But I didn't say that out loud (laughs) because I thought, I'm not the creative one here. Francis Ford Coppola knows what he's doing. And by God, he really does. 
the pool is packed. You have to get reservations months in advance to rent a little cabana, and they have um, you know these beautiful chairs all around it, and it is it's packed from the day it opens until the day the pool closes. It's he. He really uh, feels strongly that people should do things that really where they can include their family and their kids. And so when I have gone to the pool, and I admit now I have gone to the pool, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I never thought I'd see that day. But there was a lot of um, grandparents with their kids there. And it it was just a a really interesting atmosphere. And and it's built so there's right next to that, there's a stage and they put on... um, shows for kids. They put on little mini concerts out there by the pool. It's really beautiful. And then what people love. It's kind of a brilliant idea, actually, when you think about it. I I mean, mean, it's like, you know, it's a different twist on it, but it's great. Yeah, I mean, no one else is doing it. So I mean, my gosh, it's I have friends that live hundreds of miles away and they make reservations and once a year come and spend a day at the pool at Coppola. I mean, they just love it. And, you know, there is (laughs) pool service. You can have wine and food and sit out by the pool. And yeah, it's really... It's really fun. And then, of course, people love that he has brought all of his movie memorabilia to this particular property. You can see the Godfather's desk and the car from Tucker and tons of costumes that are all, you know, on display with different movie things. It's really incredible. All of his Oscars, you know, the actual awards, the statues are there under glass. So people definitely love to come and see, you know, all of the movie things. It's fun. That is very cool. So, you know, before we go, are there any pro tips that you want to share with people? So I'm going to get in my little plug for our website, wineroad.com, because we do have a concierge service on there. And we don't make reservations for anyone, but we can really just help you plan your trip because like you said at the start, there's over 400 wineries here. So if people do that little concierge service and let us know the kinds of wine they want to see or the experiences that they want, if they want to see wineries with gardens or if they really just want a cellar tour or you know whatever their specific, you know what's going to make their trip perfect, just tell us that and we'll just help give you some suggestions. What you don't want to do is have a weekend and spend it just driving from place to place to place. All right. Well, Beth, this has been really wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us on California Now. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Beth Costa is the executive director of Wine Road, which you can find online at wineroad.com. Beth also co-hosts their biweekly podcast, which is at wineroadpodcast.com. As always, you can find links to all the locations and destinations we discussed today on our website, visitcalifornia.com slash podcast. This is California Now. Sonoma County is known as a place to enjoy amazing hyper-local cuisine, and nowhere exemplifies that better than Single Thread in Healdsburg. It's a farm, inn, and restaurant with not one, not two, but three Michelin stars. Joining us today are Single Thread's owners, Kyle and Katina Connaughton. They know a thing or two about where to go to enjoy the best Sonoma County has to offer, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Kyle and Katina, welcome to California Now. Thank you. Good morning. Great to speak with you. So happy to be here. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. So before opening Single Thread, you both worked in Japan with Kyle doing traditional Japanese cuisine and Katina studying sustainable farming. Later, you worked in England. Uh, It seems like you could have chosen to land anywhere you wanted. So why Sonoma County? 
Well, we fell in love with Sonoma County really early on when we were young. We're both from Los Angeles and we've been together since we were 15 years old. And uh, we actually drove up here when we were 23 um, to Mendocino County to get married. Uh, Got married out on the long sort of cliffs called the headlands that go out into the into the ocean and uh, on our way back uh, we had kind of planned our whole wedding around going to shape and east in berkeley but we uh we came through sonoma county we stopped in healdsburg and had lunch and uh, we just kind of said this is it this is the place katina i see that you oversee everything from the farm's five acre property to beehives to foraging what makes this part of california such an ideal location for everything you do Yeah, it is just such a a beautifully supportive agricultural community. We are able to grow year-round here and work amongst um, some of the best growing conditions with some of the most genuine people, um, farmers in our area. It is just, it's, it's really wonderfully inspiring and we adore it. We love to bring the outdoors in and Sonoma County makes that easy for us. Can we talk a little bit about the the customer experience at Single Thread for for a bit? I mean, from the moment a guest arrives for dinner to when they hit the hay at one of the upstairs rooms, what's the experience like? Um, well, get, when guests arrive, uh, we um, we kind of get them right actually into the kitchen, right into the kitchen win- window immediately. And if it's a warm day out, we uh, welcome them with a cool beverage. If it's a cool day out, we welcome them with a warm beverage. And sort of like if you were coming to our home for a dinner party, you'd be immediately in the kitchen. We'd be pouring you a drink. And that's how we really built the restaurant. And uh, after that, we uh, bring guests uh, upstairs uh, to our rooftop garden. So um, it's a three-story property in the top floor um, above the inn, our our Katina's rooftop garden. So it really allows guests to relax and decompress and also orient themselves to where they are in Sonoma County to see the different AVAs growing regions around us and kind of, um, you know, feel their place in Sonoma County and kind of get a sense for the day and the weather uh, and to relax and, uh, you know, maybe have some sparkling wine. And then they come downstairs uh, to an 11 course menu and that's all driven by our farm. So Whatever we're harvesting from a daily basis from the farm, that's what's driving what our menu is. So they're experiencing really literally that day um, and that that moment for us um, uh, on the farm. Uh, and we have wine pairings that can go with that or non-alcoholic pairings that can go with that. And uh, every menu is sort of custom crafted around any guests dietary restrictions or allergies. If they're vegetarian or pescatarian, we kind of take all those things into consideration through a conversation that we have for them prior to arrival so that when they come, ultimately they can just relax and, and enjoy that experience. So like when you ha- when you have a day off, if you have a day off, I know when you're running a restaurant, it's not so easy, but if you had a day off, where would you go? Where, where would you want to go to hang out and just enjoy an afternoon or an evening? You know, we like to get a little bit west of uh, town and get out to, you know, what we call, uh, you know, West County. So, you know, for us, we kind of start pointing uh, the car towards the towards the ocean, you know, or, or walking or uh, biking. And, you know, we really love uh, an area around two small towns called Freestone and Occidental. You have the Armstrong Redwoods uh, there, which is like a beautiful uh, redwood walk. It's kind of an amazing, uh, you know, sort of easy hike through there to really, really enjoy like the canopy of the of the redwoods. And then there's some like really uh, incredible and more challenging hikes 
uh, in there as well. So it's so easy to find a beautiful hike where you're going to be really, really in nature and in the redwoods and get that feel of the coastal influence of the of, of the landscape uh, there. So we like to go for uh, sort of like long hikes to the redwoods. It's a great way to sort of see the beauty of Sonoma County and clear your heads. And also it's where we do a lot of our creative thinking about what we're going to be growing on the farm or maybe new dishes that we want to develop for the menu. Uh, and then that little area has got some really great uh, wineries. It's also got an amazing bakery called Wildflower. We always like, stop um, in there. It's a really rustic bakery and pick up uh, different uh, things from like sticky buns to um, amazing breads that they do. It's a great cheese shop there uh, in town. Uh, and then sort of if we have time from there, it's very easy once you're sort of, uh, you know, that far about, you know, 15, 20 minutes from Healdsburg then to just get out to the coast and go to Bodega Bay and there's, you know, great crab shacks there. And, you know, that's where a lot of the seafood um, that we use at the restaurant is, uh, is uh, coming in. Uh, and then we like to head up to an area just south of where the mouth of the Russian River, which flows through Healdsburg, actually meets the ocean uh, to a really great beach called Shell Beach. So you can kind of be really active during the day, hiking and zip lining and doing all that. And then later sit down to an incredible meal or some really wonderful wines with wine taste. I know there's so many like great winemakers in the area there. What are what are a few of your favorites, Katina? Well, I love to take uh, my friends out to Freeman Winery. They're dear friends of ours as well. And they have such a, a beautiful property. And they do an incredible tasting down in their cellar and their caves. So that's that's certainly on my list and, and where I love to stop. Their Pinot Noir is, is unparalleled. It is just perfectly balanced. Um, it is, it's just beautiful. It pairs so well with all of our foods. It's, it's just a great wine, one of our favorites. Moving around the county a little bit more, just up the 101 from you is Geyserville, which is kind of a hidden gem. Uh, what are a few of the favorites of yours there? Yeah, we love the small town of Geyserville, which is just, as I said, the next town uh, north of us. And it's such a fun and small town, and there's such a great wine scene uh, that's going on there. I mean, I think for us, it's it really is just so like the hidden, you know, t- tucked away uh, uh, a thing that once visitors find it, they kind of really fall in love with it. And uh, there's some great restaurants up there in particular, a really great um, uh, it's sort of Italian, California Italian restaurant called uh, Diavola does incredible uh, pizzas up there, amazing pastas. Then uh, uh, next to them, they have a really cool uh, uh, bar, kind of like gastropub called the Geyserville Gun Club. And then there's some amazing um, tasting rooms along that little road. It's kind of like an old, like Western town that's been sort of like modernized into this great little wine country uh, village. So you have some tasting rooms like Meeker, which is a lot of fun. And um, uh, so it's just a great sort of like spot also to jump off of to a lot of the great wineries in Northern Sonoma County. That's a, a family favorite of ours. We take our daughters to Kaiserville Gun Club and get um, get hand rolls, spicy tuna hand rolls, and and it's just a, a nice little moment for us to be a family together. You know, w- one of the places that I wanted to ask you about is Russian River Brewing. Uh, I know they have that new facility in Windsor, which is really close to Healdsburg, right? So that must be a really a really special place for beer lovers. It is an incredibly special place. In fact, so many people make a pilgrimage just to go and visit uh, that brewery and to drink uh, uh, Pliny the Elder or for the special release of their beer, Pliny the Younger. But they do so many incredible beers and they're um, they're always experimenting and trying new things and having these limited uh, releases. And uh, we're such huge fans and have become 
uh, great friends of theirs um, as well. So they had their original brewery, um, a very small with a small brew pub in Santa Rosa, which is still really a favorite of ours you know, to go for for incredible pizza and just their great beers. And now their new facility, which is much closer to us, which we're really happy about is uh, in Windsor and is actually such a great way too for people to go and see the process of craft brewing. They've kind of created a really incredible tour there for people to go um, and get a little bit more um, information as to what makes their beer so special. And then they have a really great restaurant in there and to sit down and go through all the sort of spectrum of beers that they make at Russian River Brewery. Amazing. So, you know, before we wrap up, I was wondering if there might be anything else you wanted to share with people visiting this part of wine country. Maybe each of you can give us a pro tip or a special recommendation uh, for anyone who's who's wanting to visit. Katina, why don't you go first? What would be like your pro tip or, or special recommendation for somebody visiting the area? Yeah, it is uh, such a diverse landscape, and I think people underestimate the sheer size of Sonoma County. So I would say don't try to do everything in one day. Mm-hmm. Must visits are the redwoods and the ocean, and of course the, the rolling hills of vineyards are are truly stunning. But um, don't try and cram it all in in one day. There's just too much to see. Good, good point. Kyle? I, I would agree with that. I would say, you know, pl- plan to spend, you know, a, a few days here and really um, soak it in and plan out your days so that you can get the most out of one area uh, rather than uh, crisscrossing uh, too much. And, and one of the greatest uh, ways to see this part of Sonoma County and what I think we're, is becoming really popular and we're getting really well known for is um, to, to see as much of it as you can by um, by bike. I mean, cycling is uh, is so uh, incredible and beautiful here that that's a really great way to see this area too is, is on a bike. And take a moment to meet the artisans, meet the winemakers, meet the farmers. They're so approachable and so genuine. So, so take a moment to actually meet the people behind what it is that you, know, that you love or, or we all love so much about this county. Well, Kyle Katina, thank you so much. This has been tremendous. Thank you for joining us on California Now. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. uh, Letting us talk about uh, our home. Kyle and Katina Connaughton run Single Thread, a Michelin-starred restaurant, farm, and inn in Healdsburg. It's online at singlethreadfarms.com and on Instagram at singlethreadfarms. As always, you can find links to all the places we discuss on our website, visitcalifornia.com slash podcast. This is California Now. When you're visiting Sonoma County, one place you might not think to stop for travel tips or recommendations is a local barber shop, but that's exactly the place to go in the town of Petaluma. My next guest is Sarah Sass, owner of Boulevard Barbers and Shaving Parlor. When it comes to where to go and what to do in and around Petaluma, she is the local authority. Welcome to California Now, Sarah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So what's so great about Petaluma? Why did you decide to to settle down in that part of Sonoma County? Well, I moved to Rohnert Park, just a one town north, to go to Sonoma State when I was 18 years old. And um, I thought that I would spend one or two years going to that college and travel around to different states and maybe different countries. And I just found myself driving to Petaluma to go to concerts or cafes, bookstores. And I decided to just plant my roots and they kept getting deeper and deeper. And I've been here ever (laughs) since. Um, and, and you run an old school barbershop there, right? Right right in downtown Petaluma. 
I sure do. We do hot shaves with the warm towels, the lathers, the whole thing. Kind of when you think of a traditional old-time movie, that's what we do. (laughs) And how did you get into that line of work? I was a bartender for a really long time, and I knew I wanted to get into a trade. I just wasn't sure what it was, and I um, researched anything from welding to electrician, and somehow barbering kept coming up because it was so similar to bartending, where you get a chat with people all day long and meet new people and stand on your feet. And um, I just kept researching it and it definitely seemed to call to me. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's funny because like, you know, at least in in films and on TV, barber shops are often cast as like this community gathering center where people come together to catch up on the latest gossip or just to, you know, have a conversation. Does does that sort of thing, is that sort of thing happen at, at Boulevard Barbers, that kind of feeling? It absolutely does. We are right on the main strip of the downtown area, just couldn't be more centrally located. And even if somebody's not my client, they might recognize the client in my barber chair as um, um, a business associate to work with or an old time neighbor or somebody visiting town. And they um, will see them through the window and pop on in and then they might know somebody in the other barber chair and it just ends up being a community gathering spot. So you really have your finger on the pulse of what's going on. I definitely do. Um, One time there was a kitchen fire at the restaurant down the street from me and the chef stopped by to tell me exactly when the opening date would be because everybody wanted to know. And before he even put it on social media, (laughs) he made sure to stop in and let me know. Oh, that's hilarious. That's so funny. Um, You know, in so many communities, small locally owned shops are the lifeblood of the town. So can you tell us a little bit about a few of them in Petaluma that, that help give the city its personality? Yeah. Um, one of my favorites is, he- it's called Hebe Jeebie, and it just sells the funkiest little gifts and toys and clothing. And um, it just has more personality than you think you could ever fit into a couple thousand square feet. And it's a fun one. And um, another one of my favorite shops right down in the middle of the business district downtown is called Toy Beeville. And it's a locally owned toy store where children can actually go in and be creative and play with the toys. And it's such a rare thing for um, a grandparent or a caregiver to be able to go and find, you know, a nice high-end, well-crafted wooden toy possibly, or all the new funky, trendy things that kids are currently obsessed with. It's just nice to see a locally owned um, store that's for children. It's a pretty rare thing these days. And it sounds like it's a nice place to spend an afternoon too, or a couple of hours anyway, right? It sounds like it's an activity. It is. And it's um, conveniently or dangerously located right next door to um, Lala's Creamery, which is wonderful handcrafted (laughs) ice cream that could not be more delicious. Um, And once your children know that it's located there, it's a little bit of a dangerous part of town, but it's fun. Uh Uh-huh. Sounds like the perfect combination or deadly combination, right? (laughs) Exactly. Um, You got to really pick which one you do first. Um, And then (laughs) just right across the way is Ula Lux. And that was started probably 15 years ago by um, a set of twin sisters that are here from Petaluma. And they started it in just a very, very small loft above another business. And um, it was probably 400 square feet when they started it. And then they got a much bigger location that they completely renovated. And it's just really neat to see two local business owners start something from such a small little space. And I actually see celebrities wearing the clothes that they carry in their store now. So Ula Lux is a really um, nice option. 
That's really cool. So what makes their store so different? Do they design their own clothing or do they curate from, you know, small designers? I mean, what do they what do they sell? They do all the above. Um, these very fashionable twins, they um, are always traveling to Los Angeles to find the smaller brands, finding the best fashions. And they also curate some of their own fashions. And it's just really nice to have one of their staff help you pick out your outfit. And it's really nice to not have to leave town to find some of the latest fashions. That's really cool. So, so what do people do for fun in Petaluma? For fun, we have um, the San Francisco Bay. Actually, the northernmost point is right out our back door, right in our heart of downtown. Um, so in that, we call it like a turning basin where the boats used to come up the river and they would load up the goods and send them down to San Francisco and vice versa. So out there, it's more of um, a recreational area where you can do stand-up paddle boards or kayak. And it's a slough, basically. So there's no waves or anything like that. So it's great for all ages. And um, we have great hiking just about two miles from right downtown. And another thing that Petaluma is getting better and better at is um, festivals and parades. I feel like we have festivals all the time and we have two large parades every year and they are um, attended by up to 30,000 people um, for our biggest parade. That's really great. And, I, and I'm assuming since you're in Sonoma County, you can always take a little like uh, short drive to maybe go do some wine tasting at some wineries too, right? Yeah, you absolutely can. There's tons of wineries within 30 minute drive, but we're starting to get more and more um, tasting rooms right in town, which is great where we can meet the winemakers or the distillers um, or the brewers. And um, we don't really have to leave Petaluma for that anymore. That's really great. What are some of your favorite places to eat? How about like one great option for each meal of the day? What, what are your tips there? Yeah, if I just had a whole day off to eat, which would be my favorite day, um, I would start my morning at Della Fatteria. And they've been around probably for almost 20 years um, with a storefront. And um, they make the most delicious bread, fresh, you know, at probably 2 a.m. every morning. And my favorite is their um, bread, which is the Meyer lemon and rosemary. And it's just the best thing ever with some fresh butter. And it's got cracked sea salt on it. It's the best thing. And um, so I'd start my breakfast there with anything that they do there. But really just some toast um, can't be beat. And then lunch, I would probably go to Cucina Paradiso, which is an authentic Italian restaurant, white tablecloths, but it's pretty dang affordable and really amazing Mm -hmm. service. And you'll have... um, a mater d, but you'll find people there in shorts or ranchers hanging out. It's not pretentious in any way, <laughs> but um, you'll find locals and tourists and everything there. And it's the type of place where your tables are inches from each other, but it's a great lunch spot. And what would you order there? I would order the rigatoni, which is just perfect every time. It's got some sausage on it and some um, perfect light red sauce. And then they always have this delicious... Um, olive oil with um, like a tapenade in it that Mm. they serve. And their wine list is incredible. And um, the pork tenderloin with gorgonzola sauce is another one of my favorites. And then they also have a gnocchi with gorgonzola sauce and walnuts, which just cannot be beat. Wow. Um, Yeah, I like eating at Cucina a lot, if you can't tell. (laughs) And then um, for dinner, I would go to Central Market. And they opened just almost 20 years ago now. And um, the owner, Tony, raises his own pigs. He grows his own vegetables. Sometimes you'll know what bumper crop he has because you'll see the same Padron peppers on the menu for two months because he just has so many of them. But (laughs) everything is so unique and fresh and a new dish every single day. And then um, 
Little known tip, I probably shouldn't tell your listeners this, but they have happy hour every day. They're open from five to six. And if you sit at the bar, which is basically kind of their open air part of the kitchen, you can sit there and have a $5 glass of wine and they'll bring you um, free slices of pizza that they just roasted right in front of you in their wood fired oven. And it's oh, just a pretty magical great. spot to sit. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's that amazing. And I imagine like the restaurants in town, like they take advantage of all of the, the, the bounty basically of, of everything being grown right around the area. Exactly. We feel very fortunate to have our meat, our award-winning world-famous cheeses, the milk, um, as definitely the produce. I feel really fortunate at our farmer's market. It's better than most grocery stores through many parts of the country. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, you, you know, everyone thinks about wine when they uh, when they think of Sonoma, but um, Lagunitas is one of the best known breweries in California, and it's actually based in Petaluma, right? I mean, what's the experience there? It is. We're pretty proud to have Lagunitas in our town. It's pretty neat to travel the country or travel the world and see three beers as your option, and one of them is going to be from Petaluma. It's just a great open air beer garden. But they have um, a huge clear tent in wintertime. They keep it nice and warm so you can drink beer outside but stay cozy. And it's very kid-friendly, dog-friendly. There's live music every single day. And um, another great local tip is that Mondays and Tuesdays from spring through fall, they have this little grass amphitheater that I would say probably fits about 300 people. And they have some incredible bands that are free um, every Monday or Tuesday throughout um, the season. And it's some of the best live music you can see in the whole Bay Area. Is there a big craft beer scene in the area? There absolutely is. We're really proud of our local craft breweries. We have Hen House, which started in Petaluma. They are exploding and getting more and more popular. And um, the breweries, distilleries, and wineries all really seem to help each other out and will plan events together and cross-promote. And a lot of times, I don't even think it's a business plan or an idea, a marketing idea. They just do it because they're buddies and they hang out and they drink together and they genuinely like each other. That's so great. Another great thing about Petaluma is that it's so close to the coast. I mean, Point Reyes uh, is just a few minutes away to some of the best wine country in the world. It seems like like Petaluma would be a really great base camp for day trips. It absolutely is. It kind of changed overnight in the last five years or so where people used to say, oh, you're from Petaluma to, oh my gosh, you're from Petaluma. <laughs> because um, we used to be just like a drive through town and now it's people really base camp here because they can go to the coast and eat their fresh oysters or go kayaking in the ocean. And then later in the same day, go to a winery. Um, you can really just do everything from Petaluma. But a lot of times people find that they don't want to leave Petaluma and they end up staying and canceling their day trips other places because there's so much to do right here in town. Yeah, I believe it. Um, so before we wrap up, how about a, a Petaluma pro tip or two for travelers considering a trip to your town? I would say... Check out the happy hour scene and you can walk to many amazing restaurants during the happy hour, maybe from three to six o'clock. And um, you can hit up some incredible um, restaurants that are really worth the price if you paid them full price. But when you get their happy hour dishes, it's a great one. But um, another tip I would say is just ask anybody on the street what you're feeling. If you want a um, spicy dish or you want um, some Italian food, just ask anybody on the street because really and truly the locals are very friendly and they are so happy to tell you their favorite restaurant or their favorite day trip. Um, and they really will like write down the cell phone number of the owner because they want you to have a good time. 
That's so great. And if they happen to need a haircut while they're in town, they know where to go now, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Or they can always just stop in and ask for a recommendation, even if they don't need a haircut. Oh, that's so great. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us on California Now. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. When she's not dispensing great travel advice, Sarah Sass runs Boulevard Barbers and Shaving Parlor in the town of Petaluma. They're online at blvdbarbers.com. We'll have links to all the places we discussed on today's episode on our website, visitcalifornia.com slash podcast. This is California Now. Thank you for listening to California Now. This podcast is produced by Visit California. I'm your host, Satirius Johnson. You can find our show on iTunes and Stitcher. Please subscribe and you can learn more about California and plan your next visit at visitcalifornia.com slash podcast. There's so much to see and do in Sonoma County that we couldn't possibly squeeze it all into one podcast. Fortunately for you, our blog, also called California Now, offers a vast collection of up-to-the-minute vacation ideas for Sonoma County as well as the rest of California. If this podcast inspired you to plan a trip to this part of California, definitely head on over to the California Now blog for ideas on luxury lodging, shopping suggestions, information on live events, and much more. That's visitcalifornia.com slash now.